You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Man Box. I am Rick Fry. And we are brought to you by Oneness Ministries, grace-based, hope-filled, spirit-led counseling, teaching, training, and life coaching. To learn more about us, go to our website at oneness-ministries.org. Also, Marshall Fence, the premier, res- the premier residential and commercial fence company in the Oklahoma City metro area. Contact them at 405-691-1191 or visit their website marshallfence.com Today I'm going outside of the man box. <laughs> I brought in two of the people who do a po- podcast called The Three. One of them, they're actually they're two of my favorite people in the world. One of them is more favorite than the other because I'm married to her. <laughs> that's good because that's the way it should be. <laughs> this, I want to introduce you to Lori and Sharon. Hey. Hello. Thank you guys for coming. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Well, I'm scared. <laughs> I think as, we all are. As you should be. <laughs> so I know, I probably know a lot of stuff about you, but my listeners don't know. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Lori. Well, Rick, I'm married to you. <laughs> and that's enough. <laughs> and that should say a lot. <laughs> Tells you about who she is. If you've been listening problems. to him for a while, then I don't need to tell you anything more about him. Well, but I could. Yeah. So, <laughs> You can say more than that. Okay. I'm on the three with Sharon and Pat. Um, I'm on staff at Oneness doing marketing social media and stuff um i i don't know what else other than your new adventure new the new oh sharon and i are starting a new video Uh, podcast i want to get into that in a minute called new wine yes and there's a reason for that Yes, there is yeah and it's fun podcasting has become a a real favorite thing to do when i thought i never would did you ever in your life think that you would be doing marketing and <laughs> social media stuff no. for a ministry? No, for anybody. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. No, but it's fun. I mean, I'm learning. I, there's a lot I don't know, but I'm, I've am i learned a lot more than when I started. To me, and I know you know this about me, but the process of learning is the most fun. Mm. Learning how to do new things and that's, think new ways. That's how we differ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more so results-oriented. You're not, you're not rethinking me. this whole marriage thing, are you? Never. This yeah. would not be a good time to announce that. <laughs> Just saying. Tell us about you, Sharon. I am Sharon. I am also married to a Rick. Not this Rick, but I am married to... That would just be weird. It would be weird and illegal. (laughs) And awkward. (laughs) All of that. Oh, this is a Um, good start. Anyway, I also am on staff at Oneness Ministries. I do a little bit of counseling, a little bit of teaching, and I am have the title director of development and i'm still <laughs> discovering what that means and is mm-hmm. and she's really good at it don't let her kid you i'm, I'm gonna ask you <laughs> the same question did you ever think in your life hmm. that you would be the director of development for a ministry no no mm-hmm. no but i am learning you know most of the time when you hear people say they're director of development it it does have a i mean there's degrees in it mm-hmm. there's anyway but mm-hmm. when you're in a ministry what 
God is has been showing me because I felt very unqualified. I have a degree in nothing. Um, <laughs> Those are not hard. We all three have a degree in nothing. <laughs> I've got several. And I'm my a, work, my I'm work. A doctor of nothing. <laughs> you have a doctorate in nothing. <laughs> That's better than some people that have a doctorate in other topics, <laughs> subjects, whatever that is. Anyway, uh, what God has been showing me is I've been on this journey of doing this and feeling very ill-equipped and not like I'm doing mm. it right or enough or whatnot <laughs> is he's showing me it's about building relationships yep. and that is what I love so I'm like oh mm. now I get it and, now I know why you called me to this and that's why you do it so well <laughs> so um that's been fun I would love for it to have a financial component to it for sure mm. um but I've learned it's better to let God lead me to that than me try to spin my wheels and make it happen mm. yep. yep and that's the um, let's see, what is that? That is the, that is the problem. It's not a problem, but with ministry, when God puts you in a ministry, you think you have to approach it like other businesses and a lot, and, and there is a component of that in ministry is operating like a business, but we are, we are operating out of a plan that we have no idea what it is we don't have the blueprints to that plan we do not mm-hmm. have the blueprints so each of us i each of us in our position in this ministry are going ah, why did he call me to do this <laughs> yeah there are days more than others yeah yeah like when you can't get anything to work the way you want it to right right dealing with computers yes technology youtube and people <laughs> Sharon has a saying, but we probably shouldn't go no, there. No, we won't promote no, that. Not yet. <laughs> She's got a drink here. I don't know what's in it. <laughs> it's iced tea. It's uh-huh. brown. They're not believing me. Yeah. Tell me about the three. Tell me about mm. the concept. Well, there were three of us, so we thought, <laughs> hey, we'll call it the three. Well, but that number three has, yes. God has been revealing stuff to us through that number three mm-hmm. like all, what? all over the place. Like what? Well, he's three, and he created us to be three, mm-hmm. and... Um, There's so many yeah, things in scripture that are that are three. Mm-hmm. When he says something three times, that means it has more emphasis, like holy, 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 or... Verily, verily, verily. <laughs> I wonder what that word is in Greek. Truly? Is yeah. it truly? Oh, you mean like the actual Greek? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. My degree is not in Greek either. It's in nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I wonder what the Greek word for nothing is. I don't know. I'm sure yeah. we could learn mm. it. So, and... Tell me about the people you interview. What are your sort of some of the topics? Well, so let's go back to the beginning. So it's mm-hmm. Pat, Lori, and myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what is so cool about that is we are all 10 years apart in mm-hmm. age. And so we're Pat's bringing... the oldest. <laughs> Lori had to get that out there. <laughs> Who's the youngest? Who do you think the okay. youngest? Okay, <laughs> we don't need to go there. Anyway, um, Wait, we that all makes just... makes me the middle child, doesn't yes, it? Yes, you are the middle child. The special needs. <laughs> <laughs> but it brings in different perspectives. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I hope that is valuable to our listeners. I, I would think it. I mean, I like listening to other podcasts, and I like it when there's that dynamic in there mm-hmm. um, of different perspectives. Um, we are like-minded, but we all bring a different perspective, mm-hmm. and I think that makes us um, 
very listenable. Was that a word? Listenable? Yeah. Listenable. <laughs> and we've, sometimes we do a series, um, mm-hmm. like I know we did Grace in the Garden um, for like six podcasts. I yes, think it was that Grace was our biggest garden. one. But we did Hearing God. Wasn't that more than one? Um, may I think maybe, yeah, mm-hmm. that one too. And then recently we just did one called um, Emotional Abuse, yes. which was a two-part one. And that one was pretty well received as well. And then we've had people on that are Guess. just, yeah, mm-hmm. just friends of ours. And then um, people we've um, built relationships with and right. we, that are also in ministry or have a passion for yeah. something. And um, kind of we op- give them the opportunity of having a platform to further or, or introduce our listeners to right. either that passion or that ministry or right. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're all about promoting other people and what they do. There's, you know, we're all on the same team. So we like having them on. We do. You you talked about, I mean, we've. it's obvious that we're all in ministry. And what is your, what is your, talk about, talk, talk to my listeners, which is primarily men. There are some women who listen to this. Talk about women in ministry and how it's different from what the church has described it as being. Mm. Oh, wow. Do we have enough time? Mm, you start. <laughs> Oh, wow. How is it? How is it different? So repeat that. How it's different from what? How is it different from what the church, uh, the small C, Mm -hmm. has presented to us that women can be in ministry, but they can't do (laughs) X. Right. Right. Mm. So there's obviously that component is removed. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. There's no women can't anything. Right. Um, I'm just trying to think of what's... For me, I I don't think it's necessarily geared towards women, specifically to women, but it's not this theme of try harder, do better, and you'll get better results. And if you're not getting good results, then you're doing something wrong and you got to figure out what you're doing wrong and then figure out how to do it right. There's just not any of that. Mm. We we focus on um, who our source is and, and then how we allow that source to... Um, give us our identity and then we learn how to live from that and in that process we learn how to live free we learn how to live loved Um, we experience peace Um, all of that 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 list of things that Jesus tells us about and that Mm -hmm. uh, that um, what is the word with abundant life Mm. we get to experience the abundant life when we um, function in that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's not, <laughs> you're not getting away with that. Okay. And she described, um, she described the source of how she operates. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how it's different. Your beliefs on how it's, how, how is it vital for women to be in ministry? It, yeah, it should be, but it's not everywhere. I mean, so what do you what do you see as the limitations? What are they, or what should there be? There shouldn't be any limitations. Okay, I, I think it comes from you know when back when we did the Grace in the Garden podcast, and you know that's Pat's thing about the first three chapters of Genesis, mm-hmm. and we talked about how before the fall there was no hierarchy, there was no nobody was over anybody else. And all that changed after the fall. And I'm actually reading a book right now. Actually, you're reading it too, Sharon, I think, about 
how a lot of the fundamentalist beliefs keep um, they they keep that hierarchy, you know, men over women. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's biblical at all. I don't think that's how Jesus treated women. Definitely not. No, no. They were just as much a part of ministry as, as anybody else, which we keep talking about the chosen a lot, yes. too, on the podcast. And I if do you, too. Yeah, because that that is plausible. They were an important part. Everybody had a role, but they were all equal. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that's how it ought to be. And I absolutely agree with what you guys are saying. I think there are no limitations. And I think what limits a lot of women is the structure mm-hmm. of the church little C because men want to be. Well, they're taught they're supposed to be. Yeah. In, in, in power, in mm-hmm. leadership, and mm-hmm. that, that it's designed for men, which is a crock. <laughs> it's a total crock. I mean, mm. there is there is no hierarchy by that. Mm-hmm. And that lives out in our marriage. Mm. Um, I'm, I am... I am considered the head of the household. By who? <laughs> by some people. <laughs> but that song I'm, being a party of one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I'm I. If there is decisions to if there are decisions to be made, hmm. you say what you think. What do I think we should do? It it's it feels to me like. I think the vast majority of the time, if not all the time, we come to a decision together. Exactly. Yeah. And because I, I would be a fool to try to make decisions without your input. And so would I. Yeah. So it's 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 not a hierarchy. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. Mm-hmm. It's a team. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's how it ought to be in church. I think that's how it ought to be mm. in life. Is that we are a team. Right. We shouldn't be in competition with each we other. We're not, and, and I don't want to be. Yeah. Haven't I heard you say that there's no hierarchy in oneness? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to take, take credit for that because it sounds really smart. Maybe it came from Pat, but I thought I remember <laughs> hearing you say that. Well, I think we have discussed it. Yeah. I think we all agree with that. Yes. Yeah. yeah oneness, no. yeah, there can't be hierarchy in oneness. And do and you all doing marriage counseling, I think you have got a lot of pictures of what it looks like when that decision making process is not does not function like it's that. One sided. You mm-hmm. guys see yeah. the what's the problems that can arise from that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're varied. They are varied. And sometimes the one sided skews to the other side, to women being in charge of, of mm-hmm. marriages. Mm-hmm. Which also is It's still a hierarchy, yeah. No matter who it is. Yeah. Yeah. And there is no hierarchy in oneness. No, no. There, there can't be. Because then it stops being oneness. Then yes. it's tunis. Yeah. <laughs> tunis. Tuna can get smelly. I like I tuna. <laughs> On a sandwich. Oh, my. This is how the three usually ends up at some point. And I think the common denominator is YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but when there's you add Pat, it's even worse. <laughs> Pat gets out of control. If you haven't listened to the three, I encourage you <laughs> to look at it. It's on streamgrace, uh, streamgrace.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Go there and yes. get informed. Mm-hmm. And we just we just put out our anniversary, our one-year anniversary one, so that's a, that might be a we fun did. place to start listening to that us. That was fun. Of course, we got kind of silly on we a We were goofy. Is that the one where he's talking about the planets, or was it... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that was not the one we were talking about, the planets. Go and, and find that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it. you won't find that in the title. Yes, you will. It's in the description. It is? It is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, tell me about... This this is a very exciting thing for me for us to start do video podcasting, mm. and you guys have you guys have started. You yeah. have it's called New Wine. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you called it New Wine. <laughs> you tell them why, Sharon. <laughs> we it's in honor of Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. It's, no, it's from not. that verse that God gave us. Yeah, when He called us to start a new ministry, mm-hmm. and I can't remember. It's in what or what. It's in, what's the address? It's it's in the New Testament, but, <laughs> but it's basically we're we're good with knowing what verses say, not always where they are, but that nobody puts old wine into, I mean, new wine into old wine skins because then the wine skins will burst. That was a verse that God brought to me, I don't know, a full six months or so before we began this oneness journey. Um, didn't understand what it meant at the time, and then at the, about the same time, Pat was getting the other verse from the Old Testament. That's right. About, um, I'm doing something new. new. Do you not see it? And that was very prophetic. Because we didn't see it. We didn't see it. <laughs> and, and it's not what, and then when we started seeing it, it isn't, it didn't look like this. Right. This is better. Yes. So that's where it came from. Yes. But it does so happen that Lori and I are fond of wine. So. Yes. And that may or may not be true that there's a, bottle of wine on our table when we do an interview i think it will be confirmed when they see the first video <laughs> oh darn we're not gonna be that's how we get our uh, guests on <laughs> yes well talk to me about mm. is it going to be guest driven or content or topic uh, topic driven it's it's formatted a little differently than the way we do the three mm-hmm. um a lot of times there since there are three of us that we kind of share what our perspective is on a specific topic if it's not an interview. Um, but this one is going to be differently formatted in that Lori and I have come up with a list of topics. We're going to bring in guests and we want to hear what their perspective is. On what? On the topic. On the, on the different topics. Oh, on the topic. Topics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so we'll get to hear, you know, what their perspective is on it, how they got to that perspective, mm-hmm. and how it's showing up in their life. And mm-hmm. if and if it's newer to them, how it's changed, mm-hmm. just kind of all of that. Yeah, and we'll do it most of the time I think we're gonna do at least two shows on a specific topic. Yes. Maybe maybe more, depending on the topic. Sure. But we yeah, it'll be more topic driven than than it is on the three. And then tell them about the other component that we're doing. The other component is the marriage yes. thing. We're going to have... <laughs> the marriage that was That was very that, informative. Straight, marriage thing. Straight out of scripture. <laughs> yeah, let me finish. We're, we're going to have several couples lined up to, to come on and talk about oneness and marriage because it's important. Oneness is important in all aspects of our lives, and especially in marriage, I think. So we're going to have several couples come on, about one a month. And then after that, we're thinking about doing an in-person event with some of these couples um, so that you can meet them and ask them questions and have kind of a discussion with them, very informal. So you guys will be invited to that. Is this a weekly show? or We're doing a weekly show, but one... Once a month, there will be a, a couple to talk about oneness and marriage. Okay. And so we're going to wait until we have several done, and then we're, we'll see. We'll launch them. Launch. Launch. Mm-hmm. You both have done 
and one of our good friends and sort of responsible for all of this, Jeremy Griffith. Mm. You both have done shows with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. What shows have you done with him? Oh, it was called Spiritually Wounded Podcast when I was on it. Oh, and com- I guess Conversations, too. Yeah, you did both. Yeah. But Spiritually Wounded has now been turned to Redux, Redux right? Redux, sure. Yeah. yeah. Redux. Which, but it's still a, it's still kind of the same mm-hmm. area of discussion. It's 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 been good. We talk a lot about... Um, state of the little c church and maybe things that could be done better among other things <laughs> and then you were on got to talk all about your oh my word exciting mine, life. mine made no sense at all i don't was i on conversations I'm, i had to have been on conversations, Must have been on conversations yeah, yeah. It, it was all about me being a flight attendant in my past and I jeremy was how we landed on that <laughs> he was uh, like fascinated flight attendant landed oh, <laughs> oh did you see that oh i see what you did <laughs> i didn't even do that on purpose <laughs> anyway he it was, was fascinated kind of, with that uh, apparently was, yeah he had a lot of questions <laughs> he did <laughs> jeremy's a great guy he's a great guy yeah we love jeremy and well and we've had him on our podcast we did he's the renaissance man yes yeah it was he was uh he told some really good stories got kind of teary there for a bit and yeah, Jeremy's one of our favorite people. We would not be any of us doing any of this without Jeremy. That's right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah. Um, I know that this is not a political show. Uh oh. But I know that my wife has some very. <laughs> um, yeah. Very. <laughs> He's choosing his words very I carefully. Am, Does that mean I have to? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why should you change? <laughs> You're very opinionated about the, am I? the political climate. <laughs> and all of us mm. are sort of mm. um, dealing with uh, living in a world where conservatism is not popular. You mean conservatism? Conservatism. What did I say? Conservatism. <laughs> <laughs> I love to make up words. <laughs> And I get to as a especially when he spells them. (laughs) (laughs) And so, in this climate, it's easy to get discouraged and sometimes even depressed. But you found a verse Mm -hmm. that I thought was so appropriate. Well, it was a a couple of nights ago, and it was actually a verse that I had um, saved quite a while ago, and I pulled up the wrong. Sorry. We were going to bed the other night, and I just kept hearing part of the verse, and it was the part that says, I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. And I couldn't remember the whole verse, and so I looked it up the next morning. Um, It's the Amplified Classic version of Isaiah 41.10, and it says, Fear not, there is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. Unpack that for us a little bit. Um, well, of course, like you said about the, you know, don't look around you in terror and be dismayed because it, it can do that, especially you wake up at, you know, three in the morning, everything's scary, and you start thinking about, covid and uh, you know the the state of the country and what's you know the things that are happening in just in the u.s and the government and you know nobody trusts the government or the media or all of the things that are happening and we've been bombarded i think ever since about may of 2020 february or may or march of 2020 
so that part fits. But the the part I, again that came to me was the I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties, and it was it happened it happened to be the night before my son's birthday, and I don't see my kids, uh, their choice, and so um, that's the part that hit me. He he's he strengthens me and hardens me to that, so that it dev- doesn't I don't have to be devastated every time a birthday or a holiday happens um and i and yes i will help you through the difficulties that and all of the other stuff that you were talking about before and you had another version didn't you yes uh in the message it says i've picked you up i haven't dropped you Don't panic. I am with you. There's no need to fear, for I'm your God. I will give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on you. Mm. Oh, yeah. He keeps the grip on you, not the other way around. And I love that because that's what it is. He's he's not even asking us to hold on to him. He's holding on to us. Mm -hmm. So that that verse is equally important to you. Yeah, I, and I have had heard it before, just didn't have, memorize it. But it, it was a good one to bring to remembrance mm-hmm. for, like Lori said, just the climate and the situation. And it also takes me back to that phraseology that I that I like to use about the burning bush. And because so um, you were talking about how, mm-hmm. you know, he's you're going to have difficulties, but he's going to be there with you in the difficulties. Mm-hmm. And so that that idea of the burning bush is that it's on fire, but it's not consumed. And um, life right now on planet Earth is coming at us, but we have the Spirit of Christ in us, and therefore we don't have to be consumed by what's coming at us. And there are times that we are going to be emotional and upset, and it's going to get us, Mm -hmm. but it's okay, and we don't have to stay there. Right. Well, that's the being on fire. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that both of you um, come at life from a practical point of view Mm. and people like me who are visionary and dreamers and um how do when god when god presented us with this ministry it seemed impossible Mm -hmm. how do you how do you guys um deal with the idea that God does things for us and they're impossible. Does that question make sense to you? I think so. Because then you can answer it first. (laughs) Well, and because it is easy for me to say, okay, this is going to happen because God said it happened, but it's impossible. Uh, It's easy for me to believe that. Now the, the hard part is, being patient and waiting for God's timing exactly. and for the plan to play itself out. And we get to where God said, okay, it's, I'm going to do this. Um, but for people who are practical, mm-hmm. that seems to me that would be uh, really difficult. For sure it is. I remember, I remember when you shared that vision and I thought, oh no, that's not, no, it's not going down that way. That is not the way it's going to go down. (laughs) And we um, we were still putting the new wine and the old wine skins. We were trying to pour the new into the old. Mm -hmm. And um, so I didn't embrace that at all. I was like, oh no, 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 that's not what God was telling you. (laughs) But now that I've come through this journey, now I can, I do feel like now because that faith has been strengthened going through that journey. I can say, okay, that sounds impossible, but 
if God said it, then he's going to bring it about. I have no idea how he's going to bring it about. I can't. So I don't even like try and where I used to try and fit it into a box that would make sense to me. I've learned to not do that and just be like, all right, let me see how you're going to make that happen because (laughs) I'm not even going to waste energy on trying to fit that, fitting that into Mm. a box. That's harder for me. I'm, I'm more practical, I guess, because I still struggle with that. Um, I, you know, we talk about how the lies we believe, and one of the lies that I still believe is that he's not powerful or that he's withholding. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I don't conquer that very well sometimes. I don't wait very well sometimes. His timing does always seem to be off, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> it flat out sucks. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But it does. Yeah. But, you know, all you can do is admit that you're believing something that's not true and and don't beat yourself up for it and don't let yourself you know go down the the drain of feeling shame about it right and go back and said but i remember you did this um and i remember who you say you are and um and and i just ask him sometimes just for today let me act like all that's true even though sometimes i don't believe it well i did you know we talk about sharon said earlier about we're three parts Mm mm-hmm body soul and spirit and i think you know our spirit is the part of us that's perfect and redeemed and holy and righteous and i think our spirit is also the part of us that believes god all the time and i don't think our spirit ever doubts our spirit is fused with his spirit so when my soul is doubting my spirit which is the real me is never doubting and so i have to just remember that that no matter where my my mind goes my my spirit's good hold on to that thought we're going to take a break and do a commercial in a not so stable world it is crucial to amplify the right message at the stream grace network our goal is to do just that we are adding to our stable of podcasters every month and we are growing this is where you come in We want to share in that growth. If you are a small business owner looking to grow your business, we'd love it if you'd consider allowing one of our podcasters to endorse you, your products, or services. The best part is that endorsement will never stop running in any episode it is a part of, ever. This is a unique and rare benefit in digital advertising. We want everything we do to be uplifting and to encourage positive growth. And we'd love to partner with you. For more information, visit us online at StreamGrace.com or email us at support at StreamGrace.com. God bless. And we are back. (laughs) That was loud. (laughs) That's what I said. (laughs) We were talking about how practical people deal with God's Mm. impossible approach (laughs) to us, which for him, the word impossible doesn't exist. Um, And you guys addressed it really very well. Um, I appreciate what you said. Can you tell me, um, and we're all on this path, for lack of a better word, Mm. and there there are events in our lives that have guided us 
from point A to point B to point C to where we are right now. Can you share events that you both have experienced that have influenced you to um, understand the relationship you have with God? Hmm. You first. What? You made me go first last time. I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a little sound thing where it makes cricket noises. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Yeah. We want that on the three. We, we also, also want the bleep. We have a bleep, bleep button for sure. For Pat. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that. Um I became a Christian when I was twelve. Um but I don't think I started understanding I know that I did not understand identity or any of that stuff until I, I took the Be Transformed Bible study and that did it. That was the light. And so that's an event that shaped you. Yes. As far as the way I think now mm-hmm. and it was like it it all made sense. All of the you know, I I was always a reader, I still read. So I started reading even at twelve I started reading things about God because I wanted to understand what I did and and you know what changed and all of that stuff that I didn't know. I didn't grow up in a um, in a church that taught identity. What were you reading at the age of twelve? Do you I remember. I, yeah, I do. I remember. Well, of course, I read the Bible because you start with that. <laughs> the, no, Rick has to. I'm say sorry. It. Say it. The Bible tells us <laughs> that many things must happen to us. I read that Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading a book called "So What's the Difference." And it was about the difference in like Buddhism and Muslim and Christian and all of that. I remember reading that. And then whichever church I was kind of a part of, I just read whatever. I, I read the late great planet Earth. I remember reading that. Um, of course, I had the message Bible even back then. I just I just read all sorts of stuff, and then I asked people questions. I Wait, there understand. was not a message Bible when yeah, you were twelve. Yeah, there was. Well, what, there was one that was similar to that. Oh, what was it called? Um, I don't remember. It was like that. How do you know there wasn't a message Bible when because I was twelve? Because that came out. That came out when I was an adult. That message version. Okay. Well, this was the precursor. Okay. There was. <laughs> there was a name for it. the. Yeah. It was like the way or the like maybe something. that's what it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You, Sorry, man. She likes to be accurate in spelling, and I like to be accurate in the timeline. <laughs> I didn't say it was when I was 12. I was probably in high school by then. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. I married a spelling Nazi. <laughs> yes, you did. You're, and you need a spelling Nazi. I was going to say, because you needed it. <laughs> we don't want to get off on that subject. No. That would be funny to talk mm. about, though. All of his spelling mishaps. <laughs> we could, if you'd like me to go there. Finish telling your events. I mean, yes. that's, uh, I mean, I don't know what else. She got, she corrected me, and now I don't know why. I know. No, so how did you, you get were, on the grace journey? You well, were, it was. You were a voracious reader. I was. I read all sorts of stuff, and none of it was identity-based that I recall. Because I asked questions. I asked questions. Things didn't make sense. Did that get you in trouble? Um, only with the priest <laughs> one time and my dad a couple of times and yes. Okay. So mm. I'm interpreting this to hear you asked questions that were more like arguments. Yes. Belief arguments. Yes. Cause I knew everything, um. but I knew nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't right. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I knew that I'd. I knew that there was more, and I didn't know what it was, but I also knew that what I was hearing wasn't right either. So, yes, I was I was not very nice sometimes. 
in my discussions. <laughs> Your inquiries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I was kind of a smart. So from the time you took. Thank you. Let's do it again. It's smart. Bleep. <laughs> it's her spiritual gift. She has the gift of sarcasm. I do. From the time you took mm. transform, be transformed to now, what kind of experience, what kind of changes have you experienced? Changes in your the, your belief, uh, your relationship to God, mm. how you interpret Scripture. Mm. And well, as far as Scripture, interpreting in light of His character rather than just what I think it says or what somebody else thinks it says. I've learned to listen to Holy Spirit for myself instead of listening to somebody that I think knows more than I do. Not that I don't talk to people that know more than I do, but I don't rely on them to. They're not the final word anymore. I, I've, I've learned to listen. I've learned to listen and that he does talk to me, and I can trust that. And it's um, while my spiritual gift of sarcasm has not diminished, <laughs> other things have that needed to. So it's just, it's just better. It's, it's just better. It's still on the road. Yep, the road never ends. What no. about you, Sharon? That's right. Yeah. Well, I grew up in a Christian home. And so grew up going to church mm-hmm. most Sundays and as a youth going on Wednesday nights and all of that and the whole church camp thing and mm. all of that. And But like you, a lot of stuff didn't make sense. It was And, and I would not have been able to verbalize this back then, but it was uh, that spirit part of me was recognizing that some of this legalistic stuff mm. and this idea of striving and all of that just wasn't it just wasn't doing it for me and I went through quite a rebellious phase as a teenager what a shocker <laughs> and um see I just don't see that oh my gosh that's oh crazy. I do <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know more about it than you do yeah, yes yeah. um mm-hmm. and so but then you know then that wore me out mm-hmm. and so um at some point in my adult life I just was like, there's got to be something better than these women's Bible studies. There's just, <laughs> there's just got to be more to it. Mm. And then that's when I encountered an organization that was teaching classes that were grace-based classes. And that prepared me for being um, with this ministry. Mm. And so where I sit today is just this place of, of rest and um, continuing to grasp my full identity and understanding that um trying to fit things in a black box or a white box it's it's not meant to be that way Mm. because gray is where the freedom is amen and so um just grasping what that means to even walk in freedom is it's just amazing Mm. you both have raised families um and it sounds to me like the transition from the legalistic approach to the grace, the idea of God's grace in a relationship has been a fairly recent thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. How, 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 is your, how is your family dealing with this change in you? Because when you raise kids, you approach that primarily as here's the right things to do, here's the wrong things to do, don't mm. do these And here's things. a big long list of rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
I know your. I'm looking at Lori. Mm-hmm. I know what your kids think. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share a little bit about that? About well, no, I, I, I don't want to. I don't, no, I, I know what don't you're going into detail. No, but. no, no. I mean, growing up, you know, and and as an adult, not understanding identity and grace and all of that, and just trying to be a good Christian and do all the things I'm supposed to do and be in church and teach them like Sharon was saying I like the black box and the white box Mm -hmm. that's 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 good that's it I wanted to make sure they stayed you know in one of those two boxes and they have and um I think that's why things are are not uh that's that's why things are the way they are now so when you um are a Pharisee you raise Pharisees yeah yeah and I thought it was it's right. What you know. And I, you know, and I don't even know now how do you raise kids in grace because they do need boundaries and they do need, you know, rules. Yeah, they do. So I, you know, I'm. Fortunately, we don't have to figure that out. No. <laughs> what well, about your kids? Well, for us, uh, Rick and I did not start on this grace journey until our kids were in high school, and so they thought that aliens had taken us <laughs> over but we did you know I, I say that but we <laughs> but i think you know we sent them to a private school where there was a lot of legalism and other families at that school were lots of legalism and we were not this out of that community we were not the strict parents mm. um we didn't really give our kids curfews Really? No, we we just said where you tell us what you're doing, yeah. where you're going, and hmm. you know. So if it was necessary for them to be out after midnight, we were fine with that. Um, and we were like, so you were doing grace. We were doing grace, <laughs> but we didn't know that that's what we were doing. But yeah. we were, we were always very relationship based. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. because for me, you know rules without relationship equals rebellion mm-hmm. and so i mm-hmm. i wanted to not experience that with my kids. that was your experience yes yeah. right and so we just kind of approached it differently now you know other families probably thought we were a little nuts because my kids mm-hmm. would be like i don't have a curfew you know why they'd be you know in a group playing a video game and someone would have to jump up and run home to make curfew mm-hmm. and don't you have to go home too no not really mm-hmm. you know and that mm-hmm. was I think that was a little astounding to them. And um, and then we did get to have my daughter mm-hmm. on a, on one of our podcasts, and you will have to listen to that oh, one because she will share. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to start crying no, again. We she were had all us crying. all in tears. It was so sweet. But she shared her experience of grace, mm-hmm. us showing her grace right. um, in that time. And so mm. there was that. Um, I think they still think we're a little crazy. And but we have we have discussions about it. What were you going to say? I was going to say they've come, around, especially yeah. Rachel has come around. Yeah. They've you have good, you have great adult children. Yes, that is true. And I'm not just saying that they are they're a joy to be around. They're they're just really great young adults. And you've seen us go through some difficulties yeah. with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. It's you know they're on their journey and and I and I say you know when they question me about certain things I, I just say to them I said I don't expect you to understand where I'm at mm-hmm. and when I was your age and if I would have been saying what I'm saying I would have your exact same response yeah and that's fine but just you know don't judge me for it but 
I, I understand it might be hard for you to get your head around it, and I don't expect you to get your head around it. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I'll bet some of your friends probably doubted your salvation. <laughs> um, they probably still do. <laughs> <laughs> probably still do. <laughs> so we've got about 10 minutes. Hmm. Um, talk to me about future hope, future expectations for where we are and what we're doing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we're looking at each other. Well, we've been we've been walking through this process with our life coach that's here on staff, mm. Danelle Rush. Who's fantastic. Yes, she's so good at what she does. If you mm-hmm. need a life coach, yeah. contact us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but she has been bringing our staff through this process of mm-hmm. helping us be in touch with what we are passionate about and and getting in touch with how that drives us and um and so that's it's been an it's been an awesome process to do that but i mean we all you know we all came to the you know when you boil all all of our desires and passions it was we all had this desire to be a part of freeing people mm-hmm. and um so that was really cool to see and so it's just going to be cool to see what god is going to continue to do you know we never thought <laughs> podcasting was going to be a part of what we did and he and here we are been doing it for a year and and learning to love it and now we're dipping our toe into video podcasting <laughs> and i can't tell you i love it right now <laughs> not um, yet very intimidated by it <laughs> but I, I i'm excited about it and mm. i'm excited about the format that mm-hmm. we're going to be doing and what what all god is going to be doing in that um so and again it's that idea of God and he brings that stuff to us that we're not you know when we started this ministry I thought as director of development I had to go outside these doors and hunt stuff down and drag it in <laughs> and it wasn't Kill working it and drag it in. It, wasn't, yes, it wasn't working not to mention that we had a shutdown in that time frame right. and dealing with pandemic during that time frame and um that's just not how it's working. It's right. it's building these relationships, these simple relationships, one-on-one with other people. And then what they're connected to and passionate about drops mm. in our laps. Mm-hmm. And we get to participate in it and with it. And if you've listened to one of our podcasts about Branch 15 mm-hmm. and their ministry to marginalized women and, you know, Pat getting to design a curriculum for them. I mean, wow. Yeah. And yeah. so... All we like Lori said, just remembering what he has done, that's what gives me um, the strength to move forward, mm-hmm. even when we don't have the blueprints for it. Yeah, the way he's shaping this, it's it's not. We thought we'd come in here and do what we always did because we knew how to do that, and there's there's still some of that, but there's more that we're doing that we never imagined. Podcasting. Well, podcasting and the training program. Yes. You know, where uh, Pat and uh, Peggy and Karen are uh, creating a training, a certification program that's going to be starting in next year, early next year. Um, Danelle is also tra- creating a, a training program. And we've got um, just lots of other things happening. Mm-hmm. The, the curriculum that Pat's writing, um, she's in the middle, or she's almost done, I guess, with her book. Um, on the on the first three chapters of Genesis, um, 
we just have a lot of things happening. We've got a lot of irons in the fire, and it's exciting. It is. Because when we were had just started this ministry <laughs> and then had the <laughs> shutdown, we just <laughs> were like, oh my, it was an awful feeling. It was pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, because, the you know, everything was scary at that point. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew anything that was going on with COVID. We're talking about the COVID yes. shutdown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, I want to see... I guess I want to see what this thing is going to end up being. I'd like to have a glimpse of what the main, I I don't know, me, I want a picture. What do you want my listeners to know about freedom? That it's for real? You do um, a lot of the memes, well... All the memes you do, you hashtag free the saints. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? We are, if, if you're in Christ, you're a saint, which a lot of believers don't know. They still think they're a sinner saved by grace. Not true. So they don't know they're a saint, or they may know they're a saint, but they don't know what that means. And everything we do here at Oneness is about sharing and, and putting forth the truth about what that means. Because the more you know about who you are, the more free that the more freedom that you are experience that you experience. So that's what it is: who you really are, how God really sees you, and who God really is. Um, that's where that's where freedom is. How have you seen freedom in your life, Sharon? Wow. Um, I guess where I see it the strongest is freedom from the shame and the guilt Mm -hmm. that before grace um, that you lived in. Um, It's legalism is very shaming. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of guilt. And um, there's also a lot of wrong perspective of who God is. You know, you see God as withholding and punishing and um, coming to the understanding that he's none of that and his and also had a picture that it was this freaky hide and seek game with God Hmm. that you're supposed that he's hiding stuff and we're supposed to seek it and figure (laughs) it out and um, it's not that he is a revealer and he's Hmm. such a revealer and he, because he's our creator, he knows the best way to reveal stuff to us. And so that's uh, that's just mind blown right there. That's freedom. Yeah. That's freedom. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah. We're girls. Is, thank you. <laughs> girls. <laughs> Guys being a non-gender term. (laughs) This has been fun. Mm. You guys are crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I doubt if I have you back. (laughs) We could just come back. (laughs) Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, we could just show up in the studio. We know how to do all this equipment, too. Mm. I hope you've enjoyed this. I certainly have. Mm. Um, These are the people I work with. One of them I live with. (laughs) And they have made my life full. (laughs) Thank you for listening.